Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heavyweights Podcast. In one corner, standing at six foot three, two hundred ninety pounds of solid chicken wings, Dustin Urban. And this corner at six foot seven, two hundred eighty pounds, the one, the only, Big Daddy Nick Klein. What is up? We are here for season two of the Heavyweights Podcast. I'm your co-host Nick Klein. Sitting here next to me, always, is Dustin Urban. Urban got pissed off last week at Reeves, our neighbor. He shipped him off to South Carolina. Reeves You're has welcome. to spend the first week of the NFL season down, basically in exile, where we let him call in, but we hung up on him basically earlier. So we'll get to him and his predictions for the start of the season here in a little bit. We had our last episode come out on Saturday, even though we recorded it last Tuesday. It took a little while longer to get out. We didn't want to mesh out and send a bunch of episodes out. And because we did that, we kind of screwed up and we missed some big news this past weekend. The news had already broke by the time our last episode came out, even though we'd already pre-recorded. Leonard Fournette found a home. He's down in Tampa Bay. Jadavion Clowney finally found a team to go to. You know, he fired his agent. He's looking for $21, 22000000 million. He's not worth it. He's not going to get that. He found a one-year deal. He is going to be able to stay in the old division, be back with Mike Vrabel, who coached him his first three years in his league. He made his first Pro Bowl with Vrabel. He is down in Tennessee. Those two, we've got some more Pro Bowlers. And then we've had some other news, you know, Watson – extending his contract you had um deandre hopkins but we'll start off with fournette what do you think his exact fit's going to be down there in tampa bay uh, i mean whenever they he caught like 60 some balls last year he, he can catch a ball out of the backfield they're going to be looking to throw the ball quite a bit so um whenever they do need to run the ball and especially in those short yard situations he's the best guy on the team for it for sure so i mean they got a legit running back now. I didn't think they had one before. I know a lot of people might disagree with that, but now they have a you know top fifteen back in the league. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Let's see the the depth chart came out today, so they've still got Ronald Jones as your starter. Shady McCoy's number two. Fournette's on three. Mostly yeah, that's for now. for now. Fournette had a good year last year. He only had four total touchdowns, three on the ground, one. But he still had over 1,500 yards all-purpose. But he was basically the only workhorse option outside of G.J. Shark down there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were saying. I it's going to take a little while. Tom Brady likes to dump down a little bit in the backfield. You know, those checkdowns. We've seen what James White's been able to do. Rex Burkhead and all these other these scat-back type players up in New England. That's not Fournette's specialty. His specialty is five yards in, you know, rumble and tumble, get in. He's got LaShawn McCoy, who still has some legs left in him. We've seen it. Obviously, he's not, you know, a 200 touch, even a probably 100 touches a year. No. So, it'll be interesting. I think he can have a big part. I think later in the season goes on, if they've got some banged up injuries, maybe Tom Brady's arm doesn't look as great and they want to limit him to, you know, 20 to 25 throws a game. They've got the perfect back on a $4 million deal to come in and do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just look for Fournette to be – you know, a, a big problem there for everybody in that division and the NFC possibly. I mean, we'll see. So let's just shift it. Let's keep it into, you know, he came from the AFC South. Let's keep it in the AFC South. Jadavion Clowney's coming back. He's down in Tennessee. We can't expect him to have much big of a threat, I guess, in the pass rushing situation. You know, they've got Harold Landry, their former second-round pick out of Boston College. You know, he had a breakthrough season last year in his second year going his third year. This does help. Tennessee in the run game, but to honestly sit there and say that Jadavion Clowney is going to make Tennessee's defense get back to that edge, it's not going to take them over. They still need pass rushing help, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, obviously he hasn't lived up to his name coming out of college. I mean, he's a great run defender. We've been over at fucking nauseam on this show, but he hasn't 
lived up to his name being a good pass rusher. And I mean, Andy Flatow can't stay healthy either. He's played right. two full seasons in his entire career. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what he can do here. They say he's going to play this week. So Of course, I, I still, yeah, I think he's going to play. He's stayed in shape and everything, all the... Physical, the team physical and everything came back just fine. Right. I don't see an issue with that. I, I mean, he gets to play the Texans twice a year, so he gets to fuck on them. And then he's got the Jaguars that he better have his career games ever against. So, you know, anybody that's playing the Jaguars this year better have their best days. I think quietly, though, this frees up Vic Beasley, who's on that one-year prove-it deal down there. Well, aren't they having problems with him? Didn't they say something like he hasn't, he's just, he hasn't reported even, has he? He's there. No. I, I just, I don't, Jadavion's not going to be your double-digit sack guy. I don't think no, I, I wasn't going out there and saying that. Their defense will be better in the run game. I know they lost Darrell Casey. This is going to obviously be a step up because Darrell Casey's not the player he was three to four years ago. I just don't see it being that big of a splash move. Like, oh, great. You doesn't move the needle. Yeah, it's a great player, but it's not an oh-my-God type move. Yeah. Similar to what his former head coach of Bill O'Brien fucking shipped off DeAndre Hopkins basically for a bag of circuit peanuts yeah. who just got that $53 million extension, $43 million guaranteed at signing, makes him the highest paid receiver in 2023 and 2024. Show me he money. is one of two receivers the last three years to be named to an all-pro team along with Julio Jones. He deserved to be paid this. He's got a good quarterback to throw to, not someone as good as Deshaun Watson. Kyler can get there. He's coming into his second year. That whole team is loaded, but Hopkins deserved it. And I still look – the first thing I look back on, and I think we're always going to look back on, is how fucking stupid is Bill O'Brien still for sending this off? Yeah, I mean, thank God he's the coach of the Texans for – He refused cold, to get a deal done. Thought he couldn't play Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunzel and one other player. With Hopkins, the deal for me is look what the Cardinals have for the next five years. You have him, Kyler Murray. You have a young Isaiah Simmons. And this is this is they're off to the races now. Let's see if they can keep building on this. You know, I mean, maybe they're making the greatest show on turf out there. That's a, there's, there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I would, that's that's a that's a major fucking. They stretch. gotta have. I, I know it's a stretch. They would need a Marshall Falk before they did that, but they don't have that yet. So I but, mean, they have two Hall of Fame receivers, Hall of Fame type receivers. Now, Larry Fitzgerald's not in his prime, like. Bruce and Holt were at the same right. time. Hopkins is dominant. Running back situation is still sketch. I don't care if ESPN thinks Kenyon Drake's going to be a top yeah, 10 fantasy. Yeah, he couldn't. I'm not that. saying he's not a bad fit, but he, to sit there and say that he's the top five running back in this league, like. He had a great little spurt in the year. It's it's not. It's not. It's this not all depends on how kick. Kingsbury adjusted his offense in the offseason, how Kyler's going to take you know his lumps in year two because defenses are going to be able to throw a lot more at him this year. It, they always hit a wall. You always hit a wall at some point in your second year. It's can you bust through that like Andrew Luck did, Russell Wilson. You saw Peyton get through it. All the greats have done it. Or is he going to be what Baker Mayfield did last year? Right. Shit just, the bed. Just shit the bed like as much as Odell Beckham loves getting shit on. Right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> let's let's move on to Deshaun Watson, man. Deshaun Watson now will be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. He wanted a quick four year extension, not the ten million or ten year deal that <clears throat> sorry, Patrick Mahomes wanted. So th- essentially this puts him at thirty nine million dollars a year after this year's up. You know, he'll play on the seventeen point five uh tag this year. Yeah, he has to. Which is fine. 
He's getting uh, 111, I think, in guaranteed money out of this. He'll be eligible after 2026 to be set up for another two to three hundred million dollar. That's a smart move for him. Smart. For sure. I think you're going to see this go away, but isn't, this is nothing to take away from Patrick Mahomes type deal. He's set no. for the rest of his life too. And Patrick Mahomes can opt out of his deal. It's not like yeah. he's stuck in that deal forever. So. No, and I think you'll see that. I think we're going to see more of the deal that Watson just took is exactly what Dak wanted. Right. And every now. Day. Dak has more leverage again going into this with Jerry Jones because look at these short-term deals that major player Hopkins did. It just extended these little two- to four-year extensions on your rookie deals or your second deals are ideal. And they can make it work down in Dallas, just Jerry Jones refuses to budge on this. Some reports out of Dallas have said the most that they've offered Dak is $36 million for five years. And, you know, you waited too long. If you would have offered him that at the start of last year. He would have jumped on it. Right. He would have took it. Back, and in, now, back in March, he would have taken it. Because he would have been the highest paid quarterback in the league at that point in time. That's what always happens. I'm just saying, at that point at in time. At one point, David Carr was the highest paid quarterback in this goddamn league. But but what I'm saying is, you fucked around. You let Patrick Mahomes get paid. You let Deshaun Watson get paid. And now, you're you're going to have to pay him $40 million a year. Good luck. like Or you're going to have to let him walk. I mean, he, they can sign him to another franchise tag next year, but, you know, burn the bridge, I guess. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, I, let's not get on Dak. We're not, we were talking about Watson, so. Yeah, but good for Watson. I, I think, you know, a lot of people were wondering what he's going to be like without Hopkins this year. You know, you've still got Kenny Stills down there. You've got Fuller if he can stay healthy. Brandon Cooks, if he can stay healthy. David Johnson, if he can stay healthy. Deshaun Watson, if he can stay healthy. Right. But these pieces, these are all still Pro Bowl-level players. Deshaun Watson's an all-pro-level type player. He's going to be a top-five quarterback in this league for the next five to six years minimum, in my opinion, as long as he can stay healthy. (laughs) And he he has since, you know, that rookie year when he tore his ACL. Right. I mean, that that was a free guy. And losing Hopkins hurts, but you did solidify Laramie Tunzel. That was one good trade. And getting him, Tunzel, from Miami was the smart move. That's probably the only good move that he's done since he's been there. Best move they've made in the last few years, to, for sure. They <laughs> haven't, ever since they shipped Dwayne Brown off to Seattle a few years ago, yeah. they haven't had that solidified piece to block for your blind side. I mean, their offensive line still isn't that great either. No, but he's a very good left tackle in this league. So good for Watson. Another good thing is we're, you know, like I said, 48 hours away from this test or from the first game. The NFL's third round of testing went out. They had one player test positive out of every nice. single team. That's good news. Only 17 personnel. They're able to track this. The NFL's going off without a hitch this year. They're never going to pause the games. They're going to play all 16 at this point. Yeah. Baseball got through their little hiccup. They have the worst commissioner probably we've ever seen in a Ford Sprint franchise, maybe since Kennesaw Mountain Landis in the 30s and 20s. Being racist as shit for baseball. But other than that, it's been fine. The NFL will get this off. Yeah, I'm not really worried about them. You know, they set something in place to where, you know, you go out, you get fined. Take money from these motherfuckers if they're going to go out and be stupid. And then they won't be on the field. So, you know, that's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it. Well, the NFL, unlike the NBA and MLB, they have the power of, you don't have guarantees in your goddamn right. contract. We can cut you and cut you now and don't owe you shit. I can put you on the commissioner's exempt list and you never and play we can again. Fight, we can fight this yeah. out for two it's to three fucked years. up, dude. But it's the way they collected bargained it, and that's what it is. So, all right, well, 
you know, it's going off without a hitch, but I'm tired of seeing you happy. So let's just get you pissed off. Oh, we're going to go to a commercial and then we'll come back in, but then we're going to give Reeves his time to shine. Let's call him. Oh, boy. All right. Thank you again to our sponsor, Anchor. We really appreciate you guys keeping supporting us. Um, let's get into it, man. We got Reeves coming on the phone and let's see what this stupid fucker has to say this week. Okay, guys, it's everyone's least favorite neighbor. It's time for Josh Reeves' Fun Fact of the Day. Alright, another fucking week of this shit. Luckily, let's see how far it goes into the season. Reeves, get your first fun fact of the day for our first ever episode of the new NFL season. My fun fact of the day is actually very uh, brand new. Joshua Cowan of the Philadelphia Eagles at age 41 signed with the practice squad, which makes him the oldest NFL player to ever sign on the practice squad, which means he gets to sit at home in his Texas house making $12,000 a week as an emergency quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where he's fun back to the day. You didn't even, like, research that one. You're getting, well, I'll take that over someone yeah, shitting on the field. No, no, it's actually real. I, I, I know it's real. I, we're aware of the, We're aware of that. Like, I, well, the others are real too, just not as. I know they're real. I just this one it seems like anybody could have found. I just, I, whatever. I'm, Urban's Urban's face isn't completely red, and it's probably a good thing that you're halfway across the country right now recording this with us. So we're gonna move on. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little disappointed this week with that shitty-ass fact. He didn't bring the heat this week. No, that that, that was almost on every big news media outlet. Like, we all knew that. We know what the practice squad is. You know, it's fortunate enough that they get to do that. And I get why the Eagles do it. He's on vacation. Let's give him a pass. No. Okay. All right. You won't. No, let's get into it. (laughs) I don't want to get into it with him. He's not here to argue. It's just it wasn't, you know, someone shitting on the field. It wasn't. Odell Beckham, you know, loved to be shit on. Literally, that report came out today. So, oh, boy. Didn't hear about that. Yeah, model. Yeah, yeah model on IG gave a whole nah, story I mean, about how like she hooked up with Odell, and he loves being defecated on. That's a thing. That's a legit thing. Great. Yeah. Good for him. Let's go. That's two weeks in a row talking about poop on this podcast. Yeah. Let's get into it. Start of the new season. Let's get into our awards predictions. All right, so... We're going to start with Reeves, and then we're going to circle back around to ours because I really don't care about his, but you need to hear how dumb this phone conversation goes. All right, joining us again is that dumb fuck from across the entire country for some reason. You know, he might live next door, but he moved across the country. Or at least I could wish he could move across the country. All right, Reeves, real quick, we'll get you in and out of here. I know you're on vacation. The season starts in about 48 hours. Give me your MVP this season. It's definitely a great question. I think, um... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I definitely missed her baggage, so she looks super pissed right now. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Rodgers as our MVP. Okay, I'm not... Uh, I think he has a lot to prove this season, and... Um, we'll see how he, uh, how it turns out. So. All right, give me your offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. Uh, these are the most easiest picks. The uh, first two top two picks in the draft. So Burrow and Joe Burrow. Burrow and Chase Young. 
Man, you really went out on a fucking limb there. <laughs> I'm gonna call you an idiot later when we get out of this and we start. We get we have the phone call from you because I, the last one I want to know your defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. I am going to go with Jamal Adams of the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. He wants that contract, and I think he's going to be a huge fit for Seattle. And I uh, I like Jamal Adams being defensive player of the year, actually. All right. Well, enjoy your fucking vacation. It sounds like your fiance is already completely pissed off at you. So better her than us. She's not on speakerphone, is she? She's not on speakerphone. No, 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 no. Better her than us. All right. Well, congrats on getting engaged. She can't hear this, but it's happening within the next like forty-eight hours. So, congrats on that, man, and have fun. And I'll see you when you get back. We appreciate it, guys. Can't wait to be back. Later. All right. A couple things here. First off. Thanks, Reeves, for saying that's a great question. When you knew exactly what we were going to be talking about going into these predictions. But I also thought maybe I shouldn't have said, like, congrats on getting engaged because what if, like, Callie is already pissed off with him and immediately says no? I thought you were going to say, what if she listens to this podcast before it happens? But uh, No, she's on vacation. She's not going to listen to it. She was never going to listen to the podcast anyways. We don't have to worry about that. But – you know, he, he went on a big limb here and picks the one and two first and second overall pick for his offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. I don't know if that's even ever happened, but I don't I don't think it's going to, personally. So we could start there if you want. All right, let's go with it. Let's go with our rookie rookie offensive of the year. So, you know, I looked at this the last ten years. Five out of ten have been quarterbacks. So when you think quarterbacks in this draft – Two is not starting the season. So, in all honesty, unless he has like a Vince Young type run to the second half of his rookie year when Vince led the Titans to the playoffs and got rookie of the year, I don't think that's going to happen. Five out of ten have been quarterbacks, four running backs, and then the one receiver likes to be defecated on. So, no receivers like that this year, so I don't see the correlation there. Running backs, Edwards, Hilaire, that'd be great. Not going to happen in that offense. Not going to get enough touches. Right, right. Uh, ESPN can love him as the like the third overall back. Kiss my ass on yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's good. That's player, not him. but yeah, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to get off to a slow start. Yeah, he's not starting. I wanted to pick Burrow. He has looked great, and it's so easy for rookie quarterbacks to win this award. Yep. I am going to go back to receiver though. I'm going to go with Jerry Judy down in Denver this year is who I'm going to go with on I'm this gonna plus st- eight hundred. I'm going to stay at receiver and stay in the same division. Rugs. I'm going to go Henry Ruggs for right. third. I mean, that makes sense. He's their only threat receiving-wise right now. I mean, Hunter Renfro's like 35. He's the veteran on that team. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going I'm going with the new speed guy in the league. That's here. fine. I mean, I, I I looked at that. I think he's at like plus 1,500 on the odds right now. Right. I mean, I'm not I saying. I wanted to go with Burrow, but I just I can't bring myself to do it on this one. Quarterback's the best bet there if you want. It, it definitely is. Uh, he's at 250. He's the odds-on favorite to win. But the number one overall draft pick should always be the odds-on favorite to win that right. side they, of the ball. They fucking better be. Joey, what do you think? I'm stuck between two running backs, actually, for offensive player of the year. It's uh, Antone Gibson and uh, Cam Akers. But if you're making me pick one, I'm taking Akers. Okay. I get Akers. You're expecting that that Sean McVay style. He doesn't run like Gurley did. I've watched Hard Knocks. Jared Goff might be the most boring person in the world to listen to on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Well. That straight monotone voice. I'm all right with that. I just think it's still going to be a running back by committee. It's so hard unless you have a 
clear premier back like you saw with Saquon Barkley a few years ago. Joe Mixon should have been up for it his rookie year. I don't hate it. It's just I think this year it is wide open, but I still wouldn't be surprised if Burrow ends up winning it the way he's looked in camp. Yeah. I mean, if A.J. Green's fully healthy for the year, if Raw or Justin Ross ever shows up, like they could. Oh, John Ross. John Ross. Yeah, John, he's not. Both former top ten pick. It yeah. took Tyler Boyd three years to damn near get it going. Right. But but if he can stay healthy for the whole season, they got Jonah Williams coming back to to play left tackle. It's he's got some weapons. They just still another team that it's like, can they stay? I'm healthy? worried about Burrow's confidence coming in week one. I mean, no preseason games. Um, I mean, what kind of speed on the field has he seen? Right. He comes into week one, struggles a little bit. And just how how long does it take him to, yeah. to build that confidence? And I keep going back and forth on that. There's going to be a rookie learning curve, but the, the speed's just not going to click, I think, for almost any team. Defenses are going to be way ahead of the game this year. Yeah, 100% agree. So, if they can't keep shit, up, Burrow right. could throw 20 interceptions and still get rookie of the year. Right, year. that's, I mean, it's not crazy. But I, I, I'm stick, I'll am i stick with Judy just because I think Denver's going to be able to throw the ball quite a bit. They have some playmakers. Sutton's going to command double teams still. Judy was clearly the best route runner in this class. Oh, yeah. You know, he slipped. I think he landed in a perfect situation, you know. Outside of the Chargers, I mean, he's not going against elite corner competition right. in the division. Right, you know, for like sure. The Raiders took Damon Arnett, but you don't know what he's going to be yeah, I mean, yet. I mean, he 19th overall. Could be great. We don't know. We don't know. So, let's just switch sides. Let's go to the defensive rookie of the year. I hate it. Reeves took you know Chase Young, but that's who I'm going with here. Three out of the last five years have been pass rushers. You know, the Bosa brothers have won uh, right. each year. And Chase has looked great in camp again. He was probably the best player on the board outside Isaiah Simmons, who I was kind of going back and forth in between here. But I think I still think Chase Young is going to get anywhere from 10 to 12 sacks because Ryan Kerrigan's still on that defensive line out there, Montez right. Sweat. They got a hell of a D line that I think it'll for sure. be able to let him. Yeah, uh, I could see that happening for sure. But I'm going to stay in that AFC West and pick the. Offensive and defensive from the AFC West. And I'm going to go with Kenneth Murray, linebacker for the Chargers. And I'm not staying Oklahoma homer. but you know, That's fine. If I was going to go linebacker, I was going to go Patrick Queen, who was announced <laughs> the starter for Baltimore. Well, my pick. My, the reason, I, I love that. He's at plus 900. Um, that's a good sleeper pick. Reason Five bucks I'm, pays out almost a, a 200 bucks there. reason I'm going with Kenneth Murray is he's going to have a lot of – end why Chase Young's a good pick as well. They're going to be on the field a lot. Their offensive suck. They're going to be playing a lot of defense, so they're going to have a lot of time to rack up some stats. I don't know that Patrick Queen is going to have as much time on the field as some of these shittier teams. That's just... I mean, that's a good point. I just... Patrick Queen, you know, Harbaugh said it's one of the most complete players he'd seen since subs. The leadership's already there. Good. The talent that's around him on that defense already should... Make That's everything to, to rake up and everything else. Right. Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with that. All right. Let's go to defensive player of the year before we get to our MVP then. All right, Jamal Adams, uh, as much as I love him, nope. That's um, what Reeves picked. That's I, I know. Yeah. I, I'm going Miles Garrett. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He was headed in that path last year until he yeah. you know, decided to take a helmet upside someone's head. It happens, you know. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year this year. 18-plus sacks on the year. Yeah, I, that's a great pick. I would, I'm would. i not going to pick the same one as you, though. So, I'm going to go. <laughs> um, oh, great. I'm going to go T.J. Watt. All right. 
early reports he, last year, you know, he looked like he, he – I mean, he was up for it, obviously. Right. I, I think he's going to build on the year he had last year. I think Bud Dupree is going to take a step back, and I think he's going to be able to get more numbers. That defense is a top five year too, with Minka yeah. getting another year in there, T.J. Watt. And they're they're going to be a problem for sure. Mine's pretty cheap. I'll take Nick Bosa. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's a big leap, though. I mean, when's the last time a second-year – Players won defensive player of the year in their second year. I don't know. Is that like Luke Keekley or something? Maybe I don't know. I'm See, I want to say Keekley had to wait until his thirty. Other than it that, probably I would, was, I would like, have to go like look at Erlacher, Lewis, Suggs, Ed Reed. Like I would, you would have to look at all timers. Probably there. isn't Aaron Donald, is it? No, Donald had to wait. Um, JJ Watt was like in his prime when Aaron Donald got defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, JJ Watt was in his prime when he was born. So let's uh, let's. Let's go. All right. Well, let's just kick it off with your MVP this year. All right. I'm going to go. This this one's hard for me, but actually, no, it's not. I'm going to go with the fucking easy pick. I'm going the man. Patrick Patrick Holmes. Yeah. Okay. I want to go Russell Wilson personally, but I just don't. I was talking to Reeves' dumbass over the weekend during our fantasy draft for our league, you know, fuck Reeves, and I knew he was going to change it because his MVP pick as of Sunday night was going to be Kyler Murray. Wow. And he said, and I quote, the trend in the NFL now is all MVPs from here on forward will be in their second year. And I called him. He said that? Yeah, that was the trend because that's what – Yeah, he he got – but you got – yeah, but he didn't call that aren't normal it happened. Yeah. No, he said it's the future trend that it's Right, gonna, I get it, but... To say that that's going to happen, to be able to predict... The seasons that Lamar and Mahomes are... Were historic. historic. Yeah, historic seasons, for sure. They weren't just good MVP seasons. They were some of the greatest seasons of all time. Right. Won't ever be replicated. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns in his, and then... So that Elmo yeah. motherfucker took the safe bet and took Rodgers, who was my dark horse... I'm going Russell Wilson, who outside of Lamar last year was second. I think he's finally due for one. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, with Josh Gordon coming back, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, add Greg Olson. Like, what does Greg Olson do? Like 200 yards and a touchdown? Longer, no, that, that's fine, but that, that's not a that's not a needle he's, ticker. That's a locker room. But he's a tight end. The first one he's had since Jimmy Graham. It's somebody you can go to in the red zone. You I, can I don't know about Jimmy, like Jimmy didn't do too much over there anyway. His first season, he had. He did all right. Eight or nine touchdowns. But I'm just saying it's better than Jacob Hollister. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying he fucking throws him into the Super Bowl contention, but better than Jacob Hollister. That's all I got. Adding Greg Olson to your roster has never hurt anybody. I'll tell you that. Who are you picking for MVP, Joey? I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Good God. I think, yeah. I think with with an actual quarterback. Name the last – Running back to win MVP? It's Adrian Peterson. So, no, blame the not, – not running back. I'm oh. talking about name the last MVP that played on a losing team, though. Because oh. you saying that it basically says that you think Carolina's going to make the playoffs. I, I get your logic behind that. Um, but also, I mean, he's in Heisman contention in Stanford. He, he's just a one-man show. I could see him putting up numbers this year that – just unavoidable. Just like a historic year yeah, that you it, can't. I mean, he, you can't he ignore can be it. in top top five in receptions as a running back. If he runs for two thousand yards, you know what I'm saying. I just I just think he'll have to break two thousand yards rushing and get close to a thousand yards receiving, and he'll need to push that three thousand yard all purpose yard mark. Probably have about twenty because I don't see them winning 
most six games. I, yeah. I just don't see it. That division. Six? Not in Carolina. I don't. I don't have them down for that. I mean, they easily. I'm not even. Outside, okay, outside of Christian McCaffrey, who do you got? DJ Moore, who also ESPN thinks is an elite yeah, receiver. He's yeah, they don't. I'm not saying he's overrated, but he's he's a number Robbie two Anderson. on most teams. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson depends on which Robbie Anderson shows up from week in and week out. And Although he did get away from Adam Gase, and that usually helps players. But he's a <laughs> yeah, that does. That, not usually, it always helps. This but is true. He he's a deep threat, and I mean Teddy Bridgewater isn't a guy that's just taking the top off of defenses. So it's just, Peyton limited it on that and didn't want him to push the ball downfield. Right, Bridgewater's got a cannon. He showed it at Louisville. Yeah, but. We're a little bit down the line. Okay. I might have a little bit more faith in Teddy to make that pick, but I just think that if there's one person who's going to make a whole team himself better on every given down, it's Christian McCaffrey. All right. All right. That's fine. All right. We got our lock. They're locked in. We're good to go. We'll see how bad these look at the end of the season. (laughs) Yeah. We'll go. I think that's why Reeves went a little safe. I mean, I went real safe at the MVP. So, I mean, that's not – that. I would have been picking Manning almost every goddamn year or Brady back in the day, back in the two. I'm just saying like that. It was, it was hard not to pick Peyton. Who's the last time they went back-to-back? Oh, I guess it'd be, probably, it'd be, never mind, it'd be a little more. Probably Rodgers? No. no Rodgers has only won no, one. It's been Peyton. Yeah, Peyton's, Peyton's the last one. And he won four out of six years. Yeah, and then he, he has five. He has five. So, yeah. The last time would have been 08 and 09. Yeah. Would have been the last two times. And his second one, that the what the third one or the the fourth one he won in Indy, he only threw twenty seven touchdowns that year. But everybody was hurt. But they're like thirteen and three, still twelve and four. I think twelve and four. They lost right. to the Jets in the first round of the playoffs. But Peyton hadn't. They were picking up practice squad guys, and they were having. Oh, they had like Blair White. Blair White from Fucking Minnesota. Catching the ball, Jesus Christ! Because uh, what's his name got knocked out against uh, Philly that year. All right. Well, let's get into one of our newest segments, Nick. What fucking week is it? Folks, it's time for the pickings of the week. 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 Does anybody know what fucking week it is? New season. Another new segment. I'm pumped for it. We're not going to pick every single game every week. We're obviously going to recap every game. You don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. I could We really... have time for that, actually. You probably just don't want to hear it. No, and it's not that. But I could really... I really don't want to sit here and talk about the goddamn Bears and Lions for five minutes. Right, or, you know, fucking Jets, Dolphins, week 16. You know, it is. So, this first week we took five games. We're going to take anywhere from five to six a week. Obviously, it's going to change throughout the season as these playoff races heat up, the division races. But we're going to start off one of the first games. The Chiefs are getting nine points at home on Thursday night. I'm taking the Chiefs straight up. I'd also take them on the, the cover of the nine points at home. It'll be a high-scoring game. The over-under last time I looked was at 48, but I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs all day. They're going to open up this season, get it going. And, I mean, the Texans really don't have a very good secondary, so we're going to see Patrick Mahomes pick up where he left off. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is 5-1 and one in primetime matchups outside of that one loss was the Colts last year on Sunday Night Football, which is an anomaly, but the Colts were able to control the clock and run the ball. Right. Texans ain't doing that with David no. Johnson. They don't no. have Carlos Hyde anymore. They can't ground a pound. Yep. All right, we'll move on. Browns and Ravens. Browns at Ravens. Ravens are eight-point um, favorites. I don't like the money line or the spread there, but I'd still, I'm still taking Ravens here. I, I, I 
say it'd be closer to a four point game personally. Like if it was, four. you automatically get three points at home in the NFL according to Vegas. So yeah. they've got them as a clear cut, almost a two two field goal. Browns beat Ravens in week two last year. So I'm not saying that that's uh, something you could you need to you know throw into that. But Grant Delpit out. They've got yeah, out they, for the they, season. But they went and got that safety from uh, Jacksonville who started. Yeah, Harrison who gets yeah. completely lost in coverage quite a bit. I'm just saying they've got a safety. He's a good tackler, so he'll be able to come down in the box because Baltimore should be able to run the ball even better this year, which is unreal to think Scary about. Scary to think. Uh, I'm going Ravens all day for sure. Hmm. All right, well, Pack, I'll let you lead off with the next game. And then Packers, Packers they've got Packers as the favorite because they're only giving Vikings two and a half at home. Right, Packers start off slow usually. Um, I'm going Packers, but it's going to be very close. It's a division matchup. It's going to be real close, so it's a field goal game for sure. Man, I hate agreeing with you because <laughs> if Kirk Cousins wasn't the goddamn quarterback. Is it prime and, time? No, it's uh, a 1 o'clock game. Well, then it could be. It's a division opponent in a game that matters. Kirk right. Cousins he's usually never, doesn't show up, he's, and he's never beaten the Packers. Right? Yeah, he hasn't beat the Bears in the last two years either. So, um, I like him uh, yeah, yeah, but the Bears are still rolling out Trubisky this year, so he's got yeah, that was a, he's got a whoo, shot there. So I'll take a, the Packers too there. All right. Well, uh, Cardinals 49ers. 49ers seven point favorites at home. Yeah, I mean, is this really a question? It's. The 49ers are going to run the ball over the fucking Cardinals, and Kyler Murray's going to have to play catch-up. We're going to see him on the ground a lot. So, yeah, 49ers. He's going to get the fuck sacked out of him. So, that offensive line still isn't that much improved to me. Super Bowl hangover is in effect. I'm taking Arizona on the road. All right. First disagrees. Right. Bucks at Saints. Saints are getting a half a point at home because it's only a three and a half point spread. Right. Um, it's the Saints at home, and normally I'd be like, well, Tom Brady's going to go in here and get his shit rocked, but there's going to be nobody there. So right, that, it'll be like playing the Saints back in the 90s and 80s again. With the Saints the, defense don't even play at week six, seems like everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. I picked them to win the division. I picked them to go 13-3. and three. I kind of have to pick them here. No, I don't have to, but I'm fucking going to. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah. Tom Brady, full off season, wants something to prove. I'm going to take his ass on the road. Yeah, battle of the 40-year-old quarterbacks. Jesus Christ. There's our five games. Then you got your Sunday night matchup, Cowboys-Rams, Steelers-Giants. I don't think those are going to be as close as they could be. I could see the Rams winning. And then Titans-Broncos doesn't even have a money line on it yet. Yeah, I think out of those three games – Titans know. and Broncos should be a really competitive game. It's I think Cowboys Denver. Denver usually plays really well on Monday night openers, though. Is it in Denver? Or is it is it in Denver because it's the 10 o'clock game. Depending on what the Rams. It's always Denver or the Raiders that are always the 10 o'clock game on the season opener. Depending on what the Rams get out of their running game, it could be a really decent looking game there for Cowboys Rams. The Cowboys should win. Yeah, they should. Um, they, they have. Well, they don't have Jason Garrett coaching, so that helps. Yeah, they they should probably get at least seven points added onto that just because of that. So, but let's get into our newest, another new segment. What are the odds? I got twenty on the Colts. All right, I'll take the Texans. What are the odds? All right, this segment is for our gambling community. So, we got Joey coming in here. He's going to be here every week or every other week, however it shakes out. But 
He's going to give you three bets to go with for the season and three to stay away from for the season. But we're going to have him in here every week to give you what he thinks. So the floor is yours, Joey. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to doing this all year. As this is kind of the first edition of the show, I'm going to give you a couple year-long bets. Um, we'll leave week one for maybe just pass on it. We'll do week two next week or however it plays out. But to start us off, and we've kind of already hit on it, it's, it's an award. Um, I am going to go uh, plus 1,600 Cam Akers as your Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's not your starter week one in St. Louis. It's Malcolm Brown. But I'm going to put that up to the fact that he's familiar with the system and you probably got to protect – you got to prioritize protecting Jared Goff early in the season before Cam Akers gets a hang of everything. And then after that, I think it's his ball for the rest of the year. Thoughts? I, I just – I see – they're still going to be with Henderson and everything. They're going to be rotating off. And, you know, Cam Akers keeps quietly sneaking up on that offensive rookie of the year just because those people seem like he's actually, I mean. He's plus 1,600. He is. But odds on right there is fifth. It's What blows my mind is Jonathan Taylor's plus 900. I think Marlon Mack's a better quarter running back. contract for him. Who? Right. They're going to run the yeah. wheels off of Marlon Mack. This they're going to run the wheels off both of them. Right, so. but. He's the running back of the future, not the present, unless yeah. he just wins it all. But let's go with your second one, Joe. Second one is a is a team prop. Um, if you put the bet in like I did before Leonard Fournette was released, you could have got it at five and a half, but now it has dropped down to four and a half. And I'm still taking the under for Jacksonville win total at under four and a half on the year. Yeah, lock that in. Lock the fuck out of it. Did you see Ian Rappaport? Five and a half. Doesn't Dude. believe that Jacksonville's not tanking. He said, everything I've seen is trying to win. I'm like, you, what? You were like the best insider right. in all of football. You get all the information. I respect the hell out of you. Right. But if you can't sit here and look at this Jacksonville team and tell me they're not saying, come on, Trevor, you're coming to us. Right. It's a PR thing. You, the NFL can't have Ian Rapport come, come out and say, oh, yeah, we've got a football Oh, everybody else is tank. on the NFL network. Yeah. yeah. Well. So I'm glad Trey Wingo's going there from ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Drafts would be nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would hammer that, though. It, even if they had it at three wins, I'd still hammer it. It is at minus uh, 143, but I still think it's a lock. Um, last but not least, uh, it's another player prop. It's most receptions on the year. Ooh. Right now. Is it Michael get, Thomas is the odds-on favorite? He I'm is assuming. at, at plus 350. Um, but he's got another ball catcher there this year. He's got a manual. I just don't know if he catches as many balls, but I, he's not catching as many balls for I sure. So. I mean, if he does, holy shit! And if you can get DeAndre Hopkins at plus two thousand yeah. on the team that might run the most offensive plays in the NFL this year, I think I think it's a little bit of a fire, but I, I've got money on it, and All I right. like that bet. Okay, I don't mind that, Christian. I mean, that's a lot to go around, but. If we're sitting there looking at it because I pull it up, what about Juju at plus 2,200? Not, not a bad one. I just don't know how many plays they're getting in. I mean, if, if DeAndre Hopkins is on the field 20% more than Juju is. No, I get that. Season. I just I would worry about more about the spread going around, but we know Hop, I think he had three drops another, last year, which is the most ever in his career. So I still love that call right there. I mean, Juju, another if we can stay healthy we've been talking about all night. Not him, but, he's also but Ben Roethlisberger. If Ben Roethlisberger can stay healthy coming out of this you know, elbow injury, we'll see. Um, what are some bets to stay away from, though, Joey? Uh, well, first, I did want to sneak in since Nick's uh, Defensive Player of the Year is Miles Garrett. He is both six plus 1,600 
for defensive player of the year and, and comeback player of the year. I saw that. Too. So you can you but can get Do you really think well. the NFL would be stupid enough? They're not ER giving them comeback player of the year. Would give them comeback player of the year after he beat the living shit out of someone with a helmet. With a helmet. No, it's usually no. Oh, you had cancer, you tore your ACL, you yeah. broke your neck. Right. Yeah, probably storyline. Yeah. I would I would I thought of that too and I was like this is an easy bet. Like he's going to be the best player on this list, but I was like no way in hell Goodell goes and hands him comeback player of the year after you use yeah. that helmet. To hit someone upside the head. For for me, it's Cam Newton or it is. Cam Newton. Um, That's who I like. Is Cam. I, I like want to say it's Cam or Matthew Stafford for me. So so for for ultimate fades year long. Um, I don't know why, but they will let you bet on Super Bowl MVP right now. Oh, there's yeah. no good bet. There's not one. There's no good bet for that entire betting line. You're literally risking way too much. It, you, you might think you're getting better odds, which you are. But, than better than the week before the Super Bowl, but there's no guarantee who's going to be healthy by the end of the year if the team even makes it. If you're betting Super Bowl MVP now, I, that's just that's you got just, a lot of faith. That's a bold move. I just don't. I don't like anybody on that list. Okay. Um, another another fade in general. Uh, offensive rookie of the years, and I kind of touched on this earlier. I don't think they're going to have the time. Uh, they don't. They didn't have all the practice the preseason. I think it's going to take them longer to adapt to the NFL speed of the game and adjustments on on the field. I don't like any quarterback in the offensive rookie of the year. Okay. And then the third fade is probably uh, same for offensive rookie of the year is is the Edwards Hop Hare. Just Clyde because Edwards-Hilaire. Hilaire, my bad. Same same thing uh, as Nick touched on earlier would be just the fact that not enough touches to go around. Yeah, here's my favorite bet, which I loved last year, and I forgot I did hit on this on DraftKings last year. I threw down five dollars on Jameis Winston to lead the NFL in interceptions. <laughs> okay. Some bitch ain't starting this year, so I just <laughs> no. I pulled it up because five dollars won me like sixty bucks last year because it was like holy shit, Bruce Arians offense, he gonna be throwing everything to either his own team or the other team, and it worked out. You got the most interceptions thrown in 2020 uh, and 2021. So, your top two quarterbacks, which makes sense, are Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Lock it in. Phillip Rivers for me. Phillip Rivers. Oh, my God. I, but here's my problem with that. It's like that anti-head. Reich is going to limit Rivers to no more than 25 throws a yeah, game if he starts bad. doing that. Yeah, so, I don't bad. like that. Burrow being up there on a rookie deal. Is Dwayne first Haskins. Year. Ooh. Dwayne Haskins What's is he? 14, he's at 1,400. Plus a thousand for uh, Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones is a All he's got scary Terry. They don't have Goff's Goff's not gonna lead the league in interceptions. No, I said all he's got scary Terry, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that's not a bad look. I kinda like Dwayne Haskins there. Like I would throw like twenty bucks on that, and that's gonna pay three hundred dollars. Huh? Your long investment. Well lock it up. He's gotta be healthy too. Thank you for your bets, and we look forward to continuing this segment going into the season. But let's crack open that six-pack of the week, boys. This is the six-pack of the week. All right, with the first question, everybody knows Michael Thomas led the league in receptions last year. But who was second in the league in receptions last season? McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, nice job. I was trying to think of, like, because who led the league in touchdown passes? It was Galladay, right? And then third. Touchdown catches. Touchdown yeah, catches, yeah. yeah. Not passes. Yeah. yeah. Keenan Allen was, what, second in receiving? It was a, just a screwed up year. You had it Michael was. Thomas yeah. and then 
nothing, nothing, nothing. And then everybody else was kind of bunched. It was weird, kind of like the year T.Y. Hilton led the league in receiving yards because um, Antonio Brown missed a game and Julio Jones missed two games. Right. Um, but the second question, what team has the record for most yards in a Super Bowl? Most yards gained. Most yards gained? Yeah. 49ers with Steve Young. It's not. It's actually the Patriots when they lost to the Eagles with 613 okay. yards. So did they break the 49ers record then? Yeah. It was yeah. Jerry Rice, yeah. Steve Young. Okay. Yeah, because Tom Brady threw for like 500-some yards. Right. It was fucking crazy. But, all right. Which sportswear brand ended its 10-year association with the NFL in 2011? What in the fuck? It's it's easy, dude. Think. This. Who made the jerseys for most of your life? Was it Reebok? Yeah, two th- yes. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was trying to think. All right. <laughs> well, it could have been helmets too. Like no, no, it was it was, it was close. All right, whatever. Sports <laughs> sportswear brand. Um, All right, Darren Ravel. Who won the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year award in two thousand eleven? J.J. Watt? No. I don't, I'll give you another guess. So, 2011. Goddamn. See, and this is when I have to go back and think of who the goddamn... All right, Cam Miller was... Or Cam... Cam Miller. So, you just said Vaughn Miller then if you said Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton was... Cam <laughs> Newton up? was the number one overall pick that year. I think he said it. Right? I just said it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just staring at Joey like you. Are, are you staying? Are you staying with that guy? Yeah, are you, yeah are you, Miller. Are you? <laughs> JJ won the next year then. Since the NFL merger, how many quarterbacks have won Offensive Rookie of the Year? God damn it. It's five out of the last ten. Thirteen. Eight. A lot of running backs. Ran the ball more back then. Who was the 2018 Comeback Player of the Year? Huh. James Conner? Andrew Luck. Conner would have been 17 then with cancer, right? I believe so. I don't know for sure on that. I think. What, 30 years ago? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, what coach has the most Coach of the Year awards? Hmm. Don Shula? Yep. Wow. It's not Belichick. Belichick's only won twice. Once or twice, yeah. yeah. Well, he won it. I was either going to go with Shula or Holmgren there. You, I mean, yeah. There's not many ways to or routes to go there. So. All right. Less than 48 hours away. Thanks for tuning into our new season. We'll have another new segment for you next week that we didn't get to this week. Keep liking and subscribing to our podcast. We can't thank you enough for all the listeners out there. You know, hit that sponsor page. You know, even 99 cents helps in that month. Can't you. We'll be able to do that. First NFL weekend. We'll hit you guys back up next Tuesday. Results.